Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today, we have Evan Kramer, who is the CEO at MotionPoint. Um, they are a company that facilitates a lot of companies in their translation efforts of their web text, but he's going to explain this later. Um, also a marketer or started out as a marketer. So Evan, please introduce yourself and motion point. What do you guys do? Where do you come from? And a little bit on your background, please. Sure. That, uh, be happy to, I'm Evan Kramer, CEO of motion point, uh, MotionPoint is a global leader in website translation. Uh, we do end-to-end -end translation in a concierge way for our, for our customers, which are global brands or domestic brands that want to localize in a particular language. Uh, we've been around for over 20 years. We service some of the, the top Fortune 500 brands and um, really looking to talk a little bit more about you know, how that intersects with MarTech and growth today. You know, my background, I've spent uh, the last, you know, 25 years almost now working for uh, large venture capital and private equity investors um, with their portfolio and uh, company investments, uh, mostly in digital and digital marketing, uh, where I help grow those companies um, and, and get them to the next level. Uh, everything um, from different categories of automotive, real estate, uh, vacation, um, security, IT, and, and tech-enabled services. Um, I've spent a long time, a large part of my career as a chief marketing officer uh, for several brands um, with you know global presence as well. Um, and now at MotionPoint, uh, my third time as a chief executive officer, uh, joined the company about seven months ago and really excited to talk about you know, how translation is really evolving, especially with AI, how it intersects with MarTech. So, so great to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, cool. So I'm looking forward uh, to to hear those those trends that you have are already indicating here. So what, what are some of the key trends in the translation technology currently? Sure. So, you know, in, in our particular arena, we, we really deal with omnichannel translation. So thinking about marketing, you know, your brand uh, globally or multilingually, and uh, whether that's through web uh, or social or email uh, or chat. Uh, we also do some offline, but the real trends, um, yeah, I would say up until about a year ago, uh, the majority of translation, uh, professional translation was done directly through a, a linguist. Uh, the workflow was really determined where content is identified, uh, for and eligible for translation and sent directly to a linguist. Um, often those vendors or linguists are, are, are uh, employed by a language service provider or an LSP. And what's, what's really um, changed dramatically over the past 12 months is the mix of the workflow now going more to machine uh, and how do you leverage machine uh, translation within that workflow to get that human quality. And so many brands that were never able to afford translation because it is expensive, it is priced on a, a per word basis. It is a, a human service. Mm -hmm. Now really, um, you know, utilize translation um, 
through machine and machine quality. You know, back in 2016, uh, Google launched uh, Google Translate, uh, and that was the first real large language model uh, that was built um, through neural machine translation. Uh, and now in, in November of last year, as, as many know, ChatGPT was launched. And so uh, there's a next form of AI involved. And so what's happening in the industry is, you know, how does the machine uh, versus or the AI really intersect with the ability to either displace the human need um, or improve the human quality? And so that that's, you know, happy to talk about all those different areas, but that's really what's posing the you know, problem in some cases, but but uh, opportunity in others uh, in the industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to to focus on that a little more, because you brought up Google Translate, of course. So um, people that do a lot of business overseas. So I appreciate you, you you're coming from the U.S. Of course, you travel a lot, but a lot of Americans are are basically English and American focused in their business. Um, mm -hmm. I'm from from the Netherlands, and we we only have 17 million people here. So by nature, we have to be international and and be translating. Um, we from from the introduction at the start of introduction of Google Translate, I've been using it, but it's always been a little cracky, right? So you always had to you can't just rely on it to to say, hey, this is my web text. Please translate it from English to Dutch or from Dutch to German. That's not that's not flawless so you always had right. to have someone in in place to uh well look over it to to take the finesse etc to to make this really work for a certain industry um mm -hmm. you also brought up chat gpt and to be honest i've tried a couple of translations there and they are way better than google translate right so they mm -hmm. you can ask them to would say take some some stuff into consideration when you translate you so so what's your take there what how is this kind of change from a human let's say a thing or a, enabled by humans to right just putting it into chat gpt or something similar um and those let's say machines basically doing your translations sure so Let's kind of differentiate uh, Google Translate from um, ChatGPT. You know, one of them is, which ChatGPT is, is an artificial intelligence um, program, whereas uh, Google Translate is a, a neural machine um, model, right? And so the the neural machine model learns from the more the more data that you put into it, it understands a little bit better um, on on how to interpret. You know the language model, whereas the the AI or the ChatGPT is, is more of a predictive algorithm, um, and so it's it's kind of getting to the same place, but through different methods. So they are two different um, methods, and and it depends really on the language pair uh, in terms of which one is better quality, right? If you're translating from Spanish to English or German to French, um, you know the the programs uh, will be different. But where we are today is that uh, exactly what you said is that there's not a lot of consistency with quality, uh, depending on what you do. And so the opportunity here is is one of three different uh, areas. Number one is how can we translate um, more confidently um, or using machine or AI uh, where we know that it's it's equal to that human quality. And, and so in that case, there's something called translation memory, 
Um, and translation memory is when you've translated something before, let's say you're a brand, a global brand, um, you know, like a, you know, an Amazon, um, uh, they, if they translated terms prior, then it would be in its memory and we'd be able to automatically translate those again. So, so that's the sort of the easy one. And that's the one way to leverage it. Um, the other way to leverage uh, is to continue to train uh, your, your language pair relative to your brand and get better and better quality over time. So that sort of the more, the more you, the more you translate, the better the quality is through that machine. Um, and so that's the second, that's called a, a domain adapted or a brand adapted uh, training. And then the last piece is, okay, well, how can I use um, the combination of both, which is really where the utopic way of where everyone's going is let's apply machine first. Let's get to a certain quality level. Let's say that quality level is a six out of 10. Well, then I can send it to the linguist to edit it and get it to a 10 out of 10. And now I'm more cost effective in, in getting that human quality and trust. And so you take all those three ways. And if you think about the overall theme, it's about trust of the machine, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you send it to humans and there's editors and review process, you can trust you're going to get a, a human quality version. If you send it through a machine and nobody looks at it, how do you know you're providing your customer with the right localization experience? And so that's really where the opportunity is kind of moving forward is how do you measure quality? Um, and how do you measure quality of the output of these machines or AI? And then what do you do about that, right? If you're a six out of 10 or seven out of 10, is that good enough? Or do you want to, to send it to a linguist to, to edit it? Um, or how do I continue to train to, to know that I'm getting from a three to a nine out of 10? So I think the bigger opportunity moving forward as opposed to the path is um, leveraging machine and AI to get to you to a, a, a better starting point and then understanding if that starting point of quality is good enough um, for your experience or if you need to improve it. Does that love make it. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. And it's very clear. And I think it's it's very uh, understandable how this works. So let the machine get you to, to, to a six or seven. And then by human interaction, you, you might get to this 10 out of 10. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, curious to see and you probably don't have the answer to this either but to see how you can really train your ai uh, algorithm on your brand or how you can yeah uh, so that's that's still some stuff that needs to be well, that, that's, that's where the race is we we've hired at motion point um a group of uh data engineers uh and so we're constantly training um our own machine models to um, to get better at understanding our customers' um, content, so that mm -hmm. that is what we are now doing at Motion Point. So we, we've kind of moved from the traditional offer of, hey, we can monitor your website, we can tell that there's changes you've made to your website, so you need translation. But instead of sending it to a linguist, we we are continuing to customize um, our data model so that we know. Um, what that might be in translation and can measure the quality. Mm -hmm. And then we can let the customer decide if that quality is, is good enough or not um, to send to a linguist. And, and every day that goes by, every time there's more translations, because we're consistently training those models specific to that brand or that customer, the quality is getting better and better. And mm -hmm. so that's the value that we're providing at MotionPoint. And I think we're a bit ahead of the curve and from an innovation perspective. 
Love it. So um, this this really um, made me think about the episode that the last episode that we had on the podcast was an interview with Nick uh, Nick Liebman. He was uh, he's the head of content at AnyWord, um, which is an AI uh, content uh, machine basically built for marketers. And in the meanwhile, I've tried it out, and um, one of the things that that uh, I think is pretty cool there, and that you probably also will make use of here is um, the fact that during the use of AI and while the AI algorithm produces your content or maybe translates your content, it will also enable you to keep track of SEO and keywords. Is that something that you do? Because typically from my experience, like typical translation or even translators, but you know, the human translator, but also especially the, the Google translate, machine, of course, is pretty dumb. It doesn't, you know, take any keywords into consideration. It's hard to train a, someone on your keywords, etc. So um, AI will enable you to make use of those keywords as well. Do you guys at Motion Point do that as well? Yeah, in fact, I mean, that's one of our um, you know areas of strength. When you think about translation and value, especially when it comes to websites and web, web presence, at the end of the day, you know, our customers um, want to provide a localized experience because they want to market to that particular uh, localized um, uh, customer base or prospect base. And so, you know, from an SEO perspective, if you can't translate well and, and get the SEO benefit, then you're not really maximizing, you know, the benefit of having a presence in that digital market. And so what we do um, differently is that we're crawling constantly underneath the the JavaScript and the JSON elements within the site to really identify if there's metadata changes, if there's URL changes, if there's there's content that you're not visibly seeing, right? As as you know, as a a marketer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then being able to translate that and indexing it uh, with Google. Uh, We work up front with our customer to identify what their keywords are. And we, we put tags um, in those keywords so that we can um, give them a higher priority uh, for editing and change and understand how they're, they're ranking over time. Um, you know, so the SEO um, is something that is not, you know, where, where machine and AI are not really uh, intersecting right now. They're, they're more um, focused on visible content. And we're more focused on optimizing the whole localized experience, which includes, you know, SEO, URL translation, keywords. But but the next level of that is something that you brought up, which is um, what I want to bring up as a term called trans creation. Uh, so if you think about translation, it is a bit literal, right? If I say you and I were just talking before this episode and I, I brought up a term, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I think you're you were talking about your brother um, and some of his hobbies. Um, and I didn't know, I, you know, cup of tea is, a is an English, um, phrase, and I'm not sure how much that translates into Netherlands, but mm-hmm. you, you got it, you understood what the context of it. Transcreation is basically, you know, how do I, it, instead of not literally saying something in a, in a, in a translated way in another language, how would that particular localized, uh, area, uh, use, uh, a, a similar term to, to say the same thing? And so that's not translation, that's transcreation, right? So you're taking a term, let's say cup of tea, and translating it into another language that is a similar context, right? And and so mm-hmm. that is more difficult. I think AI is going to be more helpful there, right? And say, not not how do you translate 
cup of tea, but how do you say cup of tea in Germany, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so from an SEO perspective, Google cares about that um, a lot more than, you know, they care about the actual translation because it's all about user experience. And so transcreation will become more and more um, important, especially as, and I like to use the term zero click, um, we're going to move to a zero click world, right? Where instead of doing a search and getting a list of results and saying, and I have to identify which one is better. And, and by the way, you know, Google uh, orders them for you, you know, what's ranking first, second, and third. And so, you know, that's what we're all fighting to do is to be ranked number one and not number two. In, in the future world, uh, they're going to give you one option, right? Which is, trying to uh, present to you what exactly what you want as an answer, the optimal answer. And so the only real optimization from an SEO perspective is going to be, hey, you have to be number one um, because the number two rank isn't going to get any clicks because you're going to ask a question. Um, you know, Google's going to give you the best answer and we're going to be in a zero click world. And so the quality of your answer, the quality of the translation and the transcreation quality is going to be ultra important. And so that's where we work with our customers and clients to um, to really think through not just the literal translation and making sure that the keywords are there, the metadata is there, but are you providing the right localized content experience um, to get the maximum um, experience and ranking in that particular market? Ooh, cool. So um, thank you. Thank you very much for shining a light on this on this topic. Evan, um, we'll have to leave it to this because we're all we're already through our time here. Um, I think I'm going to invite you uh, on the next episode in in the near future because I think, especially with the AI coming up and stuff that is being developed by you guys at Motion Point, we need to need to have a new episode on this in the in the near future. Um, I'm gonna share a link to your LinkedIn profile and a link to Motion Point's website in the show notes. And with that, I would like to thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.